0: Rick Madison, (laughs) see, we we get to do that. Every now and then I get to open up the show and just screw screw it up. up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're consistent. (laughs) So this is uh, Rick and Friends with my very good friend, Catherine Johnson. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) So the wonderful thing is when you have uh, good friends and and when you ask them, hey, do you want to come on and do a discussion? The first, I knew Catherine would be like, well, sure. Like, because you do have that devil may care attitude.
1: <laughs> well, I sort of was like, "What does he want now?" <laughs> it Was really actually what ran through my head, but yeah, I jumped. Sure.
0: <laughs> but but that's that's the way you have been. Like that's that's truly you are. Like, no, we'll we'll figure it out as we go. And and you and I have always said we do share the same. I don't know, verve for life, one could say. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and and does that get you in trouble sometimes?
1: Mm, well, <laughs> probably. And I'm a little oblivious to <laughs> what I've actually just stirred up. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> but isn't that the best? Like when I have friends in my life, and I do have enough analytical OCD friends that, that really do diligence and process and systems and all those words i don't know they they really are careful and i think it's it's good to have those people in your life to kind of slow it down and 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 really think about things before you jump in right
1: yes absolutely and i am probably guilty of not sometimes taking a real deep dive to make sure before i jump in but the other side is sometimes you just got to jump sometimes you got to do it don't be afraid I like think it depends how serious it's going to be, but life's now. Let's be playful. Let's do it.
0: Uh, so uh, later in the show, we do have to talk about the uh, the engagement that your husband <laughs> and how you you thought he <laughs> oh, was <geez>. kidding. <laughs> and so, how long have you lived in Kelowna? Any mm, ideas?
1: Good um Yeah, over thirty. Over thirty. Over thirty years. Okay. Yeah, I believe I came out in nineteen ninety give or take a bit.
0: So you beat me by four or five years because I think I came out in 94, 95. And have you, you haven't seen any changes. No, no changes at all. <laughs> Just the Toronto same. to
1: Kelowna, 90, 2020.
0: <laughs> so you were in Toronto? I
1: was in Toronto.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, and so is there any family still left in Toronto or are they gone?
1: Uh, everyone's still back East. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's still there.
0: Do you have a Toronto attitude still? I don't know what that means.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that means too. Um, I still love Toronto. Do you? Yeah, and I feel like when work isn't a daily part of my life, I'd like to spend some significant time there in the fall. I really like Toronto. Yeah, it's cool. It's edgy. It's um, what do you do in Canada in October, November? And if you don't want to go to another country... Um, I know it, like the back of my hand. It's got sports, it's got entertainment, it's got shopping, food, friends, family. It's a no brainer for me. Pretty good shopping, actually. Very good shopping. Is it Young Street? Young Street, Yorkville, Queen Street.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. See so you know are you, know <laughs> you know a thing <laughs> you or two about You might wanna
1: to come to Toronto <laughs> with me. It's fun. <laughs> I I have no doubt about that. <laughs>
0: So is there a a favorite area or place to eat in Toronto?
1: I really love Queen, um, Ossington kind of area. I do like Yorkville, but it's rich. It's just expensive. Mm If you don't want to spend $30 on a drink, don't go. But it is nice to people watch, and the food's good. But really, Queen or King Street, um, love it.
0: It's funny. I was in uh, way a long time ago in... uh, South Beach, Miami. Mm. And couldn't afford to be there, but but wanted to be there. So I was sitting in a cafe and watching people and cars and cars and people in South Beach are just magically just wonderfully visual. Mm-hmm. Like everything is when you think you've seen it all, you've you haven't even touched on the amount yeah. of things you could see. Yeah.
1: That's the beauty of Toronto, like it opens your mind to differences. Not everybody looks the same. Not everybody speaks the same. It's, 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 yeah, it's diverse.
0: You are a dog person. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and, no, but you are a next level dog person.
1: Well, yes, that's why I kind of said it that way is <laughs> I love my dogs. So I, I definitely love my
0: dogs. So it's fur babies for you.
1: Fur babies, I can't believe that we can get so um, well communicated and bonded to a different species like Mm. we can. And so, yeah, dogs, the bigger, the better, the smarter, the more tenacious, the more fun. Yeah, I love dogs. Absolutely.
0: And it seems like uh, they, now I'm I'm a dog person too, so I kind of know this, is I love what I get back. I love, you know, there's that old saying, we want to be the person our dog thinks we are. (laughs) And and I find that every time I look at uh, our dogs, yeah.
1: You mean I'm not?
0: Yeah. Well. <laughs> Darn. There, there's some questions <laughs> out there. But, but no, is yeah. is it uh, now? Is that affinity shared by everyone in your household?
1: Mm, no, I'm definitely the dog person. Always have been. Even with mom and dad and brothers sisters, I was I was the dog girl. Really? Maybe my dad a bit, but yeah, I was yeah.
0: You were the one the that dog. flopped on the floor and just kind of played around. Yeah, and,
1: they have to sleep in my bed and, yep. And if, it, I, if I'm if i even at other people's homes, I just had a girlfriend's house and their dog came and slept in my bed with me. And she's like, yeah, he's not going to stay there, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, but, and he did. But I've, I've been told, and this is, again, something else entirely, is couples that I don't know if that really helps uh, the love life if the dogs sleep mm. in... Yeah. two
1: dobermans in your bed at night?
0: I don't think that's it's great. I don't think that's a wonderful
1: <laughs> I Have a feeling Dr. Johnson might agree with that. <laughs> it gets I'm in the way.
0: <laughs> I'm talking for a friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that was a loaded question. He's like get her to admit it.
0: Could you uh but but pens are probably the best places for dogs to sleep. Don't you agree? No. it
1: depends it depends it depends i do have a dog that i don't think should be sleeping he gets he thinks then he's boss and so therefore he does not get to come into my bed until i say he can
0: Oh, okay
1: um my girl yeah she comes yeah she's mandatory performance she has to be there with me all the time and then but i do put boundaries like i do have boundaries gates and i block and i tell them they have a place and i tell them Go to your place. So I do put boundaries on it, but for the most part, they have me wrapped. They have me well-trained.
0: Okay. So again, this is uh, just a fun conversation between a couple friends. Best concert you've ever been to. Oh, and, and this could be a future concert mm. and a past concert.
1: Jeez, that's a tough one. Um, I think just because it's easy, I'm going to say Coachella. Okay. I really loved Coachella, um, never saw something so well-organized with, what is it, 90,000 people. Uh, again, variants of music, ACDC was the closing act. Um, oh,
0: my God. What year was that? Do you remember?
1: Ooh, about five years ago, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And we had the snake in the crowd. I'm not sure how that got in.
0: There was a snake in the crowd.
1: Yeah. Somebody had this huge snake that they brought through the crowd and... um it was, it was a great concert. I had two people with us. There was probably a group of eight, and two got panicked right as soon as they came on stage. And, of course, everyone rushes the stage. So I had to put my hero cape on and get them out of there, one being my husband.
0: Really? Okay. <laughs> oh, this is, this is where truth comes out. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, All right.
1: But the nice thing about Coachella and the way the concerts lay out, like even if you come out of the crowd... You get to go to a nice little lounge and have a margarita, still hear the music. You don't feel like completely removed. So they do such a fabulous job organizing and the music is just world class. So
0: There's five stages, I believe, isn't there?
1: Oh, I bet you there's more. There's five main stages. Oh, okay. Okay. And then there's all the activity and the other. The other one I absolutely loved, and I think it's because it was such a bizarre experience, and I'm going to admit it, was Michael Jackson. Really? Yeah, Michael Jackson in Toronto. I got on a bus. I was 16, had to beg my mom to let us go. And off me and my girlfriend went. And uh, the lady that was hosting the bus said, do you guys want to come pick your tickets? And uh, we're like, yeah, we want to see him sweat. And we did. Really? She got us amazing tickets. And unfortunately, again, my friend panicked. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to leave these brilliancies, but we were good. We still got like side, yeah, you know, like. But what an amazing concert! Yeah,
0: he's uh, he's one of those people that obviously there's a there's a checkered uh, past there, of course. Mm. Um, but what a musician and what a talent! And it was the first cassette, I think it was cassette, cassette uh, that I ever bought, you know, for for myself was that Thriller album and. And it was just, you know, I, I must have listened. to You that had a thing. Walkman. I had a Walkman. Yeah, I was one of the cool kids, no question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have. You mentioned Coachella was a great venue. Could could we have something like that in Kelowna? You think? Not on the same size, but do you think that would be perhaps good for um, good for the city, good for accommodations and all the money that well, brings there you in? Go. Um, Well, as
1: you know, I was a Molson rep and um, we hosted Thunderfest, which I felt uh, was a brilliant event and great for the city and probably, maybe not greatly organized, but well-organized. And I think we could take a lot of what Coachella does. And yeah, yes, I guess my answer is yes, absolutely. City Park and that whole area. And it's just so well executed, the way they bring people in and when they take people off and, um, they're ready for everything.
0: So with Thunderfest, it seems like that was, uh, cause I do remember Thunderfest mm. and there was these days when the the water was choppy, like mother nature would, mm-hmm. would wreak havoc and all that kind of stuff. But I remember the, the crowds were amazing.
1: The crowds were great. I think the little bit of the concern with the crowds was they were concerned with the riots, because we had suffered so many riots. So they really tried to restrict where people could drink and eat. And if you were in the drinking and eating spot, you couldn't see the race. Ooh. And so it affected revenues. And if you're a beer company sponsoring an event, you don't really necessarily want, you need the beer sales. Right. And I get what I understand the complexity of it, but I think we've learned a lot. And yes, I do believe that we could host a world-class event. We've proven we can.
0: We can, and, and yeah, I think um, uh, I think the only issue with places or, or events like Center of Gravity, for instance, was we already have like hotels and and everything else seems to be oversubscribed uh, at at certain times during the year. And I think staying away from some of the long weekends, because yeah. Hotels definitely want the people, but they want them in the shoulder seasons and that for kind sure. of thing. And but then the event organizers are going, well, we need the people, and we know they're going to be here for the long weekend, so we want to. Cannibalize some of those crowds too.
1: I feel Kelowna's on a map. We are already an international name, definitely a national name. If we had a really great event that was in September and well-orchestrated that was all ages, um, Center of Gravity, we went down. I wanted to get out of there fast because it's just not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Where something like Coachella, even though it's still music, it's everyone's cup of tea, any age, any style. You know, um, in it could be a sporting event, but you just need to have it well executed. And I, yes, I think Kelowna could do it, especially on a September.
0: So that idea was hatched here on the Brick and Friend show.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: we were just talking about thinking bigger. And I think sometimes Kelowna gets into that. And in fact, uh, I had a fellow who worked in, in Silicon Valley and he said, "There's a Starbucks that's right in the in the hub of you know. There's there's Apple and Microsoft in uh, intersecting points. In that Starbucks, you'll have, you'll overhear a conversation. Okay, I am going to send a rocket into space. Who's on? <laughs> Who's in? And and within that span of thirty seconds, somebody will throw ten million or hundred million or whatever." And he said, "In Kelowna, we think we have the Canadian." Version of Silicon Valley, but we think smaller. We think about okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna build this this app. Okay, do you ten thousand? Is that gonna be you know? So he said it's it's all about scalability and everything else. And he, he realizes U.S. is you know a massive big brother and mm-hmm. and for Canada. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting how we think through the lens of we're still this this small town. Mm-hmm. But I think. When, when I have guys like you know Ron Matusi, ex CEO, saying we are in the jet stream for the world, mm-hmm. like the world has figured out who we are, and and a lot of people that could live anywhere live here. Mm-hmm. Do you find that too that that we've we've probably got a bigger stage, a bigger platform, and 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 we need to start thinking that?
1: One hundred percent, I do. You know, I talk to. Well, a person, David Saltman, I don't know if anyone knows who he is. Probably you do. And the guy's brilliant, and I think he just has some brilliant ideas that he sees because he's used to big ideas. And we have a lot of potential in this city, and I think we're at a really good tipping point on it. We've already kind of tipped. Like, it, And it's hard, I think, to see it when you don't live it. You know, like if it's not what you see every day, it's hard to see the future. You see the future probably by seeing it somewhere else and getting experience. But, um, I believe we can attract the people that we need to do and build the city any way we want. It's, so I think it could be big.
0: My other thought is we have a municipal election coming up, and we just finished talking about thinking bigger. Now, one of the things that i'm I've heard, not everybody, but I've, I've heard a few people say that, you know, there's some problems that Kelowna has that are just, you know, they're they're bigger and and we don't have enough uh, services. And the problems are too complex and too layered for us locally to do what we need to do mm-hmm. on the municipal level. Now, if you are running as a candidate <laughs> and have that attitude, I don't know if I could vote for you. Fair enough. Because if you think it's, It's insurmountable. And and you're the person I'm I'm putting my ticket on, and you don't think it's solvable, I think we have a problem.
1: Well, that problem doesn't exist. We just don't have the right people. (laughs) (laughs) That's our problem. No, but we're like weird, I think the seed is here. Like now is the time to get it right. And now we need to look at not a 10 year 2030 where is this city in a hundred years? Cause it could be great. And mm-hmm. I, and sometimes we're too short-sighted.
0: Is there a city in the world that, that mm. you would like to emulate? Um, and I, and again, it could be anywhere. It could be. And I know you've, you've seen mm. a couple of parts of the globe. Is there, is there a place Stockholm? Uh, I've heard good things, but again, expensive. Um, Jeez, that's a tough one. Um, could I come back to that? <laughs> we can we can yeah. Google it.
1: There you go. Hmm.
0: Nothing? Oh, no. You Let got me nothing. think about that. Okay, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna come back to that one. But if you could, so let's not even get away from the let's get away from the name, but what would it have in it? So great transportation, clean. What yeah. else?
1: I think clean energy with um obviously you need multiple businesses. You don't want to be accountable on one. Tech seems to be a logical one for Canada. Um, And if you want to pick a good lifestyle city, that is here. Um, We know wine, skiing, all that, university, education, health. Um, And then what does it take? It is going to take some infrastructure, and we need to look at, here I didn't want to say it, but we need... Instead of thinking Vernon Penticton transport, we need short, clean energy that can come through our city and get people to the west side regularly, not like once an hour and stops at 10 at night and being facetious, but stuff that's easy to jump on and off of and get and be a more community diverse city.
0: <laughs> like, know you, you know can. what I mean? Like I you know have you- to
1: drive your kid to school. Why do you have to drive your kid to school? What happened to walking to school? Mm -hmm. What happened in walking to the corner store to get a drink or a bite to eat or um, some groceries?
0: So you're talking about neighborhoods within the city. So you have, because in Vancouver, there's certain areas of the city that there's a grocery store and then there's a pharmacy and then there's a hardware store. The West End,
1: you're right downtown and you can do, you can live there and virtually do everything there and get on transit. Yes, it's a big city, but... We tend to build these communities that all you do is you live there. You have to jump in your car and go somewhere, mm-hmm. and then we don't even provide sidewalks or bike lanes. Bike lanes have massively improved. I'm really impressed with where they are now. But yeah.
0: Okay, so I didn't exactly hijack my friend, but I kind of <laughs> did. Um, and and again, it's because you're you're well read. You, I've never been able to stump you on various things. And and we've known each other for years, and I think it's important that we talk about everything and anything. And one of those things,
1: my palms are sweaty.
0: <laughs> is is no, but I I truly okay. do want to okay. hear your perspective okay. on on Roe versus Wade, and and if you know, and again, I'll yeah. tell you my own personal experience was, I have a a small gym in my garage, and I got up in the morning on, can't remember it was Monday, and and Apple News pushes a notification Mm -hmm. that Supreme court has overturned Roe versus Wade. And I just, it's interesting how my whole physical being just literally the, Mm -hmm. it was like I've been punched in the gut Mm -hmm. and I, I wanted to with anything you hear bad news or you hear news and you go, I want to, I want to just figure this out. I want to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. I want to hear myself talk about it. And it is one of those subjects that, you know, I've, I've chatted with a few people on the old show and everyone has their own, their own consideration, but where, where would you, anecdotally, again, this is your truth. It's not anyone else's, but what is your truth about it?
1: It's a tough one and to speak it publicly, I feel it almost takes courage, but, um, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm all for pro-choice. It's your choice what you want to do. Um, it surprised me that it even came up. It not only surprised me; I was so disappointed. I feel like some of the things we're going backwards on, and this was just another one of those. Where's the human element? Why are we just? Why can't we just be humans? And maybe you disagree that abortion shouldn't be allowed, and um, you know, I don't know. I think it's complicated. Then when I did a deep dive into it and realizing that the law wasn't well written is really where the shame comes is that the law wasn't well written but can't we write it right <laughs> mm,
0: can't can we, we fix it yeah. can we
1: fix it we have these same problems in Canada um whether it's indigenous or or rights there too like can't we just can't we rewrite it why is this so difficult to rewrite as opposed to progressing and and now it looks like you know we're going to go to gay issues again in the states it's like really we're really going to paddle backwards I, uh, it's sad and I just think that, um, we'll keep forging forward. We always do.
0: Come to Canada.
1: Well, Canada's (laughs) got its own little, (laughs) don't be naive.
0: Okay. So Canada has its own set of problems. No question. Mm -hmm. But before we get into that, uh, I just want to talk about, Women in your life that have, have inspired you that, that truly you, um, you know, you want to emulate, you, you just feel like they, they are the person you would, you would like to be. Um, is there anybody that comes to mind quickly for you?
1: Absolutely. There's two people right off and it's kind of corny. One is my Nana Mm -hmm. and she has passed. Um, but just such a beautiful soul. And so again, human, just really considerate of others and very grateful for everything in her life, and willing to be independent. She had it taken care of. She didn't, um, yeah, yeah I just, she taught me grace. Her name was Grace. Really? Okay. Yes, yeah. And then um, there are definitely celebrities around where I kind of, or you know, writers that I look at, and I think they're pretty brilliant. Um, the other woman in my life that I think is amazing is my Aunt Helen, who raised me. And that's a whole nother talk show, but the, you know, there was some stuff that I never knew until I was in my fifties, what she really did for me and yep. And she, uh, she was the glue in my life and, um, it goes to show you that we all need to take a high road at times, a real high road Mm -hmm. and just make sure you put the glue and foundation in and.
0: See what happens, yeah, yeah, because
1: great things will happen when you do the right thing
0: it's interesting my uh i you know i have my parents passed on years mm-hmm. ago, <laughs> I still remember the story speaking of of you know i i th- my mother was a protector as well,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was one of those uh just you know a Tuesday afternoon in Tabor household and and uh my dad had got home from work. Had a couple, couple wobbly pops, feeling good, and I walked by, and he, he said, uh, "Hey, uh, kid, oof, you know you're uh, getting a little, little chubby in the britches. There, you should probably uh, knock off the cake or something." And uh, and I was like, "Oh, okay," <laughs> you know. And my mother, Mama Bear, came flying out of the kitchen,
1: <laughs> and the,
0: one of the cubs was in danger, yeah. and she. Went up and down, and and I just sat there and enjoyed the show, but it was interesting how just different parts of of life. There's uh, somebody backing you, somebody supporting mm-hmm. you, somebody that's just literally in your corner, unequivocally and and unconditional. Like there yeah. is, you know, they have your back instinctively, yeah. Yeah. and and when you know that, man, you can do great things. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I've I've waited. and and waited Mm -hmm. but i've heard this story once i want you to tell it again um your husband doctor uh tried (laughs) to try to ask for your hand several times can you can you just tell people because i've heard it and i was it was it's a good story
1: who told you it was it me (laughs) or him
0: (laughs) It might have been a friend of yours that found out. Oh "Oh my gosh, Catherine really did that. So, give us, give us the scene. Well, it
1: was a beautiful scene. He did an amazing job proposing to me because we went to Thailand. We were on a remote island. He got a gorgeous boat, and we sailed over with champagne and orchids and food, and it was really, really pretty. And he got down on one knee and he asked me to marry him. And of course, I was overwhelmed. I'm like, "Are you serious?" And there was actually, I should add this to the story, there were only two other inhabitants in the island, and they happened to be birds that had been there forever. Love birds. And um, I felt like, wow, you really blew that one, didn't you? (laughs) It was such a romantic. Um, I was just shocked. I was really shocked that he was actually asking me. I didn't think he'd ever get married again, and I I don't know how I could not be expecting it. And so uh, from there, he... I kept asking him like, are you sure? We went back on land and I was, ma- I was rock climbing and um, he did not want to join me, but he was at the bottom and I was about 150 feet up and I finally made it to the top and he asked me again, there he is on one knee, <laughs> will you marry me? <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> so there's an example of me not jumping. And it's not that I said no, I totally like, yes, but I was like, really? And then we got to Bangkok (laughs) on the top of this beautiful building. I think it was the banyan tree and having a beautiful dinner. And like, it's scary up there actually when you're on that outdoor patio. And again, he asked me again and he was getting mad at me. I think by the fifth time he was, he was like, seriously, like (laughs) you, you are, I can't even say it on the radio. And um, I'm like. Okay, And we went ring shopping. That was the other thing. He didn't have a ring. So I'm like, are you like are you just trying to you know can't say that on the radio either. <laughs> it was an absolutely like girl's dream on the engagement and actually the wedding was stunning too. But yeah, it was a girl every girl's dream. It was perfect. And so, yeah. I,
0: so you've you said so you weren't sure, and so it was the third time well, around? Well, it's
1: not I said yes, it's just my initial response kept saying, are you sure, instead <laughs> of like, you're supposed to throw your arms around him and kiss him and love him, and yes, yes. I'm like, it was like, what is going on here? Are you for real? You know, it wasn't kind of probably the response that a man would want when he pours his heart and soul out to the woman he loves. Shame on me.
0: You have blended families
1: hmm Equal baggage. <laughs> I like to refer to them.
0: Or, or, or sometimes I like referring to sex trophies. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. um, but isn't it interesting? Did you have, uh, because in Kelowna, obviously, mm-hmm. might be, I don't know if it is the divorce capital, but it's right up there, I'm sure. Um, but... Is it tough to have two families united hmm. as one? And and do you remember some of the early adventures that you had?
1: <laughs> I remember all, many of our adventures. They're the joy of my life. Um, bringing it together. Yeah, it's hard. You, you like, yes, it was hard. I remember coming together. I remember in the beginning saying, okay, like, let's not even introduce the kids to each other. I don't even want them meeting you at this point. Until we really knew because I think it could be hard on kids. Mm-hmm. Um, So we were patient, and um, it was kind of fun because when we brought the kids together, they were – when I say equal baggage, two boys, each side, same age. Um, So we had four boys all going through the same thing. It made it a lot easier because the problems were the same. But the crossover was they all had the same best friends. Mm. And so it was hard to almost separate the group. The hard part was the grocery bills and – The house, oh my God. (laughs) Or camping trips with 12 boys. You know, there was no subtlety (laughs) anywhere. I guess not. No, it was, that was the challenge. But I think we were really blessed because though kids can be challenging, especially in those teenage years, it was easier to understand because either my son was doing the same thing or his son was doing the same thing. They were the same problems. So it was a little easier to understand, but oh man, yeah, there was some funny times.
0: I guess um, when you have that many boys, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there wouldn't be a lot of subtlety. No, anytime, anywhere. Oh God, no!
1: We're camping. Oh, you want to hear a camping story?
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's a Rick and Friends show. Oh jeez. Oh geez. So eh? are
1: here? Jeez, working. Hey, oh jeez. <laughs> We'd take the boys and we'd go down to Jesse Honeyman in the States and we'd take the trailer and they could each bring a friend. And then so now you've got eight boys, 10 boys, two trailers, two trucks, two doom buggies, 12 bikes, (laughs) generator. Pretty much everything you could take, we took. And so we end up in... um, first, we were actually, we gas up, we're in Seattle, we're gassing up. And we told the boys any of the incidentals that they wanted, treats and pop, they had to pay for their own. So first fill up, we're in the corner store and the kids are, of course, loading up on all their (laughs) treats. And so Steve turns around to the store and says, anyone who wants me to pay for their stuff, come to the counter right now. And the guy's looking at him the front till, going, "What the hell is this guy doing?" And before you know it, it was like, boom, 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 boom. you know, every kid in the store, because they were all ours, <laughs> ran to the front with like three hundred dollars worth of junk food. And the guy was like dumbfounded. He was like, "What the hell is going on?" are like, "Yeah, they're with us." So there are definitely some almost getting kicked out of. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, 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 boy. boy. Oh, oh boy. For now on, we go on separate vacations.
0: <laughs> so I don't know about you, but during, during COVID, I, uh, I may or may not have had different conversations with people in regards to COVID vaccinations, non-vaccinations, <laughs> a whole bunch of other things. And, and it's just interesting how much, you know, opinions were diverse, and everyone's entitled to, again, their truth. Um, but it cost me a few relationships. Did you Did you find that too?
1: <laughs> Ooh. Um, I think what it did, not so much um, about the vaccines and who was vaccinated and who wasn't and who was following the rules. I thought... What it really, it did, yes. I guess the quick and dirty answer is yes. It did cost me a relationship because what it did bring was the awareness to uh, people's values and points of view. Mm. And I was really shocked to find out that some people don't care about the greater good of all. Right. So, the, Or about democracy. Right. Or I'm just going to say it. How can you be a freedom fighter in Canada? What do you, what freedom are you looking for? Do you need right. to travel to China, Taiwan, right somewhere I know what freedom really like? What I know it's not perfect, but seriously, back to gratitude
0: <laughs> and appreciation <laughs> and but,
1: appreciation.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and and I do think sometimes we do get wrapped up in in a very insulated viewpoint, and then and, and at times, and when our good friends tell us. You know what? I think you might be, you know, it might be worth talking this out with mm-hmm. other people. And uh, yeah, and, and I don't, I don't know. Sometimes the social media is really helping or hindering civilization.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, probably hindering, even in my industry. But yeah,
0: it it, it, does it, feel, it it
1: allows people to just say anything unedited and and shame when I don't even feel like shame should be in there. And you know, it's a very narrow view Mm -hmm. of the world little snippets or TikToks of something like dig deep be you know critical thinking and and really look at the situation it we've been here before we keep repeating ourselves (laughs) it's not uh, you and i like the world (laughs) you know you look back a hundred years we're going through the same thing again
0: yeah and people think no this is the only time in history this has ever happened
1: 400 years same thing same
0: I'm actually thinking about uh, deleting Instagram because it, it it's tough for me because it's uh I think the algor- algorithm has figured out a few things about my proclivities. <laughs> and,
1: Hence why you and, should delete it.
0: People find oh, out. Another bathing suit picture. Anyway, <laughs> no, it's it's just interesting because uh man, I, I think about the time I'm wasting and, and it, mm-hmm. it really does get to be mm-hmm. too much where, you know, an entire half an hour. And and I get the fact that Maybe or maybe not, it it relaxes and, you know, it's a decompress, but I, I still yeah. think it, eh, I think a book is probably a better idea for me.
1: I have, I love, as you've mentioned already, I love to read. I have really turned into an avid reader because it's my escape now. And I try desperately not to go on. I've deleted Facebook and for work, it's either hired out for Instagram and I have a very small personal and I keep it like travel or I keep it clean. Anything that comes negative on, gone.
0: Yeah, and you have to. Okay, so I I have uh, you, you had a cookie story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I'm, yeah>. You <laughs> don't
1: from your wedding. Really? Yeah, it's a cookie story from your wedding. So if you're okay with me telling, it was just it was such a cute. Well. It was kind of a classic me moment because I'm a bit of an airhead at times. <laughs> and your friend Corey took me up to the cookie table because he wanted to tell me the cookie table. Do you want to explain what the cookie table was?
0: So, well, I, I, I don't know all the stories around it because I was kind but, of blindsided by the cookie table. But as, as everyone must know or does know, I, I love chocolate chip cookies. It brings me back to when... I was growing up and I'd have a rough day and there'd, there'd be fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. And, and there's a whole bunch of love wrapped up in cookies. So so
1: it was a bit of an honor to your mother, right? And her yes. photo was there. And so Corey brought me up to the table and he wanted to explain to me the, the entire cookie table, what the photos were, that he had made the tables that displayed the cookies. And as I looked around, I saw all these cookies and I saw all these names. And I'm like, are all these people dead? <laughs> are we eating Dead people cookie recipes? <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm not gonna ask the question, but I'll tell everybody on air that <laughs> that's what I was thinking. And as I kind of went through and I'm like, Kim McCatney, she's like, she's, <laughs> she's down. She's, she's totally, right there. She's totally not dead. Corey's <laughs> <laughs> like, this is my wife's. <laughs> and I'm like, whew. <laughs> Okay, I got it. I, I understand what's going on here. People made cookies for you, and someone was kind enough to let us know who made the cookies. I got it. I was a little slow, and I figured it out.
0: Okay, so you you have a good marriage.
1: I have a good marriage.
0: What what is the secret that you have for the good marriage? Because it seems like you know you you guys get along. You get along, and, and things uh, things seem to be working out, and. I don't know.
1: I, a secret, I don't know. I, f- first of all, you know, my husband's really funny. He's really, really funny. Um, he definitely is a painting the the Um And he calls it a Sudbury thing. So if I get really mad and frustrated with him, I do this, because I'm from Sudbury originally. I do the Sudbury thing where I'm very theatrical, and I play out exactly what he did in this really, like, do you see how stupid this was? <laughs>
0: Do you do the voice? Because a lot I of women do, do the yes, voice. Yes, I do
1: the voice. I act it out. I'm like, it could be about doing the garbage. You know, like if it was on TikTok, you, it would be the guy mocking me. But I'm actually the woman doing it for real. And so, then so he give, laughs. He laughs so hard. And I'm like, bingo. He understands the problem.
0: So women so, have this <laughs> this universal, when they're making fun of a guy, they're like, oh, dude. Yeah, we do. They <laughs> get lower.
1: Oh, and... uh, I just... And I go off for a long time. And like and he's got to be like peeing his pants laughing. I'm like, okay, okay, I might start forgiving you.
0: So, did, so, so does that actually resonate with him? Does he get the fact that he did something really? Yes. He does. Yeah. Okay. But...
1: So see, he, he he's almost trainable. So maybe that's the secret is if he's almost trainable. <laughs> i think too you know what i i think we're really blessed is maybe the equal baggage and you know kids being the same age he, we are weirdly a lot alike we're both pretty hyper you could take us to the ritz carlton or to a mud path like it, whatever we're good to go anywhere and we kind of just like to do fun stuff mm-hmm. you know and um so we we definitely have similarities in what we like to do and i think um we're grateful for our lives like Come on, how freaking lucky am I? Wake up every morning and look out the window and go. That, I think, is actually a really good tip. Get up every morning, have a cup of coffee with your spouse, and just be grateful.
0: Mm-hmm. No, yeah. and, and and it's something that... Uh,
1: everybody's mind just went to getting dirty, but no, just just have <laughs> well, You can, just, come you can on, still just, do that. Just, you could, and, and that's but it doesn't too. have to be that. It no, just,
0: no. just take a minute. And I do think that there's something to be said for to make sure you schedule the time. And I know it sounds weird to schedule that time, but I do think a connection point because it's so easy to fall into, Mm -hmm. well, we'll get, we'll get to it later. We'll get to it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We'll get to it next week. You know, and then all of a sudden, and there's little moments that happen during the day where you're like, I want to remember that so I can share that later. Mm -hmm. And, and, and again, if you don't, I think you, you do. It is a little bit of work though. It,
1: yeah, it totally is a little bit of work because you work and you're stressed out and you're going about your day and you're all high strung and you forget why you're doing everything. And so you can get really at each other's throats if you're not careful. And uh, no, I think we just make sure we take the time. And morning is definitely our time,
0: like th- did that not fly by? Did that not fly by? <laughs> it did. Let's keep going. <laughs> It was so much fun. No, but it it is good. And I I do think that whenever you and I have had chats over the phone where, you know, what should have been a five minute call, we turn into a half an hour. No,
1: and I usually, like I'm getting older, I'm like, because seriously, don't make me laugh that hard. There's going to be something embarrassing (laughs) happening. I laugh my pants off with you. That is true.
0: So, but I, I so enjoyed this, this fine day and, and thanks for coming in.
1: Thank you.